Good morning, Chicago, and welcome into the Cap and J Hood Morning Show on ESPN 1000 and streaming on the ESPN Chicago app with David Kaplan and Jonathan Hood with you. We got Shay, we got Jay Moore, we got you on this Monday morning. So glad that you're with us. Phone lines open for you, 312-332-ESPN, 332-3776 is our telephone number. You can watch our show on YouTube as well, youtube.com. Look for the ESPN Chicago channel as well as on Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash ESPN without Chicago. Cap, it is amazing how the conspiracy theories continue to reign supreme as people try to be able to put one connection to the other. It's like the old detective videos where you get a, a poster, you put pictures on the poster, and you get a Get some yarn, and you just go from one suspect to the other suspect, the other suspect to try to put the, the yarn crime together. With the pins, yes, yes. To try to put the crime together. Right. I believe it was this person. He was there, and he was there. You know what? It all centers around this person right here. That's how it is in sports as well. Uh, it is amazing to me. Caleb Williams, the number one pick in the draft, we believe that will be going to the Chicago Bears, has an Instagram post. Did you see this? Yes, it's a picture of Cliff Kingsbury wearing a Washington Commanders. Shirt, and every one of his shirts are always like a smedium. They've got to be super tight. Sure. Because he's a stud. Yeah. And Caleb says something about my dog, <laughs> D-A-W-G. Did I get that right, Shay? Uh, <laughs> and what are we doing? I love how you had an ER. I like how Cap appealed down the first base line. <laughs> Did he go? <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> Um, and so because he why complimented him or you know shouted him out on Instagram, all of a sudden now must mean that he wants to be a commander because they're the greatest franchise in the history of the world. Commander ER, yep, that's correct. Yeah, commander. He wants Sorry. to be a commander. Right. Yes, commander. Oh, well, knowing that franchise, <laughs> so, I love. Wait, hold on a second. Hold on a second. I love the fact of of Cap asking is D A W G going down the first base line? Did he go? Ha! There you go. I love that. He appealed down the line. That didn't ask me at home plate. He went down the first base line. He went to the white. <laughs> yep. Ha! Strike. Did he go around? Yes, he did. I mean, it's just so ridiculous. His dad wants to make sure. I, I love that Sylvie grilled Colin on this one, too. Yes. His dad wants to get the contract, which has a fifth-year option. Nope, we're not signing that. We only are going to do four so we get the free agent. That's not how it works. It's all collectively bargained. It's in the collective bargaining agreement. Yes. I mean, I, I thought Colin, had, it came, he came off really poorly on this. We're going to hear this in a second. And I don't want to necessarily go all the way inside baseball with broadcasting, Cap, because this is not necessarily the forum for it. But I will say at least this much. Cap, if you have a source, you have sources, I have sources as well. Yep. And usually, 100 times out of 100, you know what you'll always say? I have someone that's close to the situation, or I have knowledge about this based on this source that told me this. And then you go with the opinion based on the source, what the source told you. If the source told Colin Cowherd, yeah, somebody in his family said, yeah, we have concerns about the Chicago Bears. By the way, they should. They should have concerns about the Chicago Bears. This is not casting any aspersion on Poles or Warren or even McCaskey in that regard. Agree. They're talking about the history of the Bears. And saying, what's the infrastructure going to be like? Okay, if he goes to the Bears, are they going to give him that bookend wide receiver? Will, will the offensive line be better? 
Now, again, you and I believe that's the case. But when you don't know about a franchise and what they're thinking on the inside, you should have concerns. But you don't conflate. The Bears have been bad. So so Caleb Williams wants out. That's not been reported. It's been speculated. It's been an opinion. Someone on a radio station in front of a microphone could say, you know, Caleb Williams would be much better off in Washington with Dan Quinn than he would with Iberflus and the Bears. That's an opinion. And that's fine to say. Well, what I'm saying is, is that you can't take a germ of a, of, an, of a fact from the inner circle of Caleb Williams and then wrap it around a bunch of hyperbole about the Bears versus the NFC and the NFC North and the NFC East with Washington. But don't you think it's patently unfair to Caleb Williams that like the, his teammates who have spoken at the Senior Bowl, um, they've all said he's a great teammate. Oh, he's awesome. The one guy, Jerry Rice's kid, said, yeah, good luck if you pass on this guy because you're getting fired. That's how good he is. Isn't it unfair that there are people that actually have called this radio station, he wants a piece of ownership. He doesn't want to be in Chicago. He's a diva. He's a this. He's a that. And none of it appears to be true. But people like, Colin have a big microphone and they go out and say things like this and they say how I'm hearing he doesn't want to be in Chicago. No, you're not hearing that. You are not hearing that. He has never said that. His dad has not said that. Do they have questions about how the Bears are going to build their infrastructure around him? Rightfully so. Rightfully so. Rightfully so. They've never done it. But this is a bigger topic about who you trust in the media. Mm Mm-hmm. There's a lot of... What, Walter Cronkite. Well, I mean, hey, there's no more Cronkites and, you know, uh, Eric Severides anymore. Correct. That's a, There's no Bob Faw. There's there's no... there's no. Ooh. Look him up. Bob Faw. Interpret reporter, CBS. F-A-W-E-R? F-A-W. No, no, no. Just... Neither one. He didn't go that... He didn't go that way, Faw. But, Cap, the whole point is that it's who you trust. And for listeners and for the people that are consuming sports media, Cap... Mm-hmm. I mean, they're hearing a lot of stuff from blogs and from Twitter and other places. We had a caller last week that said, you know, Caleb Williams paints his nails, you know, bad guy, bad teammate. But that's not what we're hearing from the inside of USC. But Correct. if you read that, you believe that's fact. Correct. But if we say that's the opposite, then that's our agenda. You guys have an agenda because you want the Bears to get him and you don't want K- uh, Justin here. Listen to me. I'll say it for the 7,000th time, and I'm speaking for Jonathan because we walk to the car together every day in the garage, and I've asked him this. If Justin's the quarterback, I'm going to cheer like hell for Justin Fields. Mm -hmm. If Justin is not the quarterback and the quarterback is Caleb Williams, I'm going to cheer like hell for him. But there are people out there that don't want to believe that they can support Justin, and if he is traded to the Atlanta Falcons... Good luck. Who's the next guy in? Because I'm a Bears fan. Period. Some thoughts here from Colin Cowher who was on the Waddle and Sylvie show on ESPN Chicago. You can go to the, uh, the ESPN Chicago app and check out Waddle and Sylvie. It was Jesse and Sylvie talking to Colin Cowher. The pushback on Caleb Williams and the comments that Colin made that Caleb Williams doesn't want to come to Chicago. Caleb's like, hey, man, Chicago's a big city. I, I love their passion. I don't want to go somewhere that doesn't care where they're tarping off the upper deck. Like, I want to go somewhere where there's massive pressure and I've got to be great. And that's how he thinks. And that's how his people in his camp think. So I think his camp was like, hey, Colin, whoa, whoa, whoa. I, I don't want to be anti-guy. 
And so they, they want it. So I said this morning, hey, here's new information. Here's what it is. But, you know, I, and one of the things, guys, I've said, I'm, I know I'm rambling, but in our careers, we're all pretty aspirational, right? You end up in Chicago. That's a big-time job. I have a good job. If I would have struggled in my first job, I got 50 years at tarmac. I got a lot of runway here. You know, if you don't get it right, your first team in the NFL at quarterback, you don't get a lot of second chances. It's a very short list, and Chicago is intimidating. I mean, Green Bay is now loaded and good. Detroit's loaded and good. Minnesota, I think, has an excellent offensive coach. And if Eberflus loses in year one with him, goes one and five in September, you guys are going to be eating him alive. He's going to be in huge trouble. So I think all the concerns from Caleb's camp, they're opinions. They're what they see. One winning season in 11 years. You don't get a second chance. So I don't think it's like anti-Chicago. He's like, it's big. You know, his people said it's big. He wants big. He wants loud. He wants pressure. But I don't know how you can look at Chicago and that division and go, yeah, this is a home run. I mean, I don't love the ownership. I don't love the front office. I don't know if Eberflus works. So, you know, that's kind of where we're at today. A few days prior to the interview. There, there's some concerns here that uh, dad's a little too involved. Now, dads are very, very involved in high school and college quarterbacking. So that's just part of the new world we live in. But I, I still contend, you're going to think I'm nuts here. I do think it's possible that Washington trades up and Chicago allows Washington to trade up. Because Caleb and his group do not want to go to Chicago. He's from the D.C. area. I think Dan Quinn is considered the big concern for Caleb Williams, and you have to admit this. Where you land matters. Chicago has never developed a star quarterback. Now, let me make sure, make sure it's very clear. When we broadcast, when we do shows, it's like two guys at a bar talking. We don't have scripts in front of us. You talk off the top of your head. We got no notes. So, I mean, so that's the whole thing, right? So Colin Cowherd, you heard within the same 37-second soundbite, you heard right there, of talking about Chicago's issues and then saying that, you know, and then ultimately saying in the same soundbite, they don't want to go to Chicago. No, you don't want him to play for the Bears. Correct. Because ultimately what you just heard there is him saying, hey, the Bears aren't a very good franchise. You know, look at... So ultimately he's saying that what's best for Caleb Williams would be Washington because of... Because of the new offensive coordinator, Cliff Kingsbury, he's saying it's not right for the he's not right for the Bears. He's saying in his own opinion. Well, I, I could also paint the picture that, hmm, who would want to go to Washington? He has concerns about Washington. If they had the number one pick, he's from Chicago and they're much more stable. Ryan Poles has been there and he's building that thing. Washington, they had a lunatic for an owner. Now he just got forced out. That has been one of the worst run organizations in any sport. What quarterback have they developed? Please enlighten me, Colin. Why that's such a great situation and they couldn't get their first choice as head coach is what the reports are. Ben Johnson. Now I'm good. They're on the plane to go interview him. Now you can land and talk to Aaron Glenn. I'm not talking to you. I'm out. I'm staying in Detroit. Whether that's accurate or not, who knows? Dan Quinn? Dan Quinn I like. He's yes. very good. Yes. He also was fired in Atlanta for blowing the biggest lead in the history of the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. So it's not like that's a slam dunk situation. If San Francisco had the number two pick, boy, that roster's built. Okay, he wants to push his way to try to get there. I get it. 
If Poles likes this kid and everything checks out, he's taking him. Period. Shea. If, if yeah. he checks out. And by the way, the same guy who now is the majority owner of the Commanders running the show, Josh Harris, he also runs the Philadelphia 76ers. You know, that picture-perfect stability <laughs> scene. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. See? I just We have to be able to lay out, as I tell the, uh, the kids at Illinois Media School, it's like there's a difference between fact and opinion. His opinion is that Caleb Williams shouldn't be with the Bears because the Bears don't know what to do with the quarterback. You know what? That criticism is, criticism is fair because we've seen the facts in that. The hope is that that turns around. Simply put. But he can't just sit, put out there just like, yeah, you know, that the Bears and Caleb Williams are not, not a match. That Caleb Williams does not want to be in Chicago. That's why he got a call from that circle. We never said that. You may not want Caleb in Chicago, but we never said we don't want that kid in Chicago. So, again, you get your news how you get your news. However, we had Colin Cowherd from Fox Sports who put out there as an opinion that Caleb Williams didn't want to be to Chicago and then had to walk it back. Those are the facts. That is a fact. So, But, again, people hear what they want to hear these days. But all I'm telling you is, is that if he's drafted one to the Bears, he's going to be a Chicago Bear. Correct. Yeah. If Paul's homework doesn't turn up any red flags, that kid's coming here to start. All right, coming up. We'll hear from Chris Canty from Unsportsmanlike. He had some things to say about the uh, Chicago Bears and Caleb Williams. We'll get to that. Also, Cliff Kingsbury got hired in Washington. What kind of haul do you think that you need to trade to get the number one pick? We'll get to all that as we move forward. And your phone calls, 312-332-3776. Cap and Jay Hood on Chicago's Home for Sports. Welcome back to Cap and Jay Hood Experience. Weekdays from 7 to 10 on Chicago's Home for Sports. ESPN Chicago. Captain Jay Hood, weekday morning, 7 to 10 on ESPN 1000 and streaming on the ESPN Chicago app. Here's hoping that you're going to have a great Monday as we keep you company until 10 o'clock. And then Mike Greenberg comes in at 10 right here on Chicago's Home for Sports. So it started this morning on Sportsmanlike, the show that comes on before us, Cap, 5 to 7, with Chris Canty, Evan Cohen, and Michelle Smallman on Sportsmanlike. Love it. And the topic was, is there a deal to make for the Bears to flip from 1 to 2? Okay. So when I first heard this this morning, I'm thinking, so why would the Bears do that unless there's something amiss about Caleb Williams or if they feel like they can get more capital at two, you know, having the number two pick and more. But I'm thinking you've got the draft by the short and curlies. You're the you, once again, you have the number one pick. You control the draft at number Only one. Only if you evaluate the quarterbacks and go, I'd rather have Drake May, Jaden Daniels, J.J. McCarthy, whoever it is. Then take them. Then if if Washington says, we're going to take Caleb, we'll give you number two and we'll give you this. Okay, I'm getting my guy anyway. But, yeah. that, but I think their guy is Caleb. And by all accounts, every single scout that come, it seems to pop up with different opinions, he's the best. It's not close. Don't overthink this. Is there a deal to make from one to two? No, I don't think this is a situation where you get cute because the player that you draft is going to transform your franchise. You're going all in with him. I, I don't know that you can be cute with this and say that there's not much of a difference between one prospect or the other. Now, here's the thing. If you like Drake May more than you like Caleb Williams, then you take him number one. If you like Jaden Daniels more than you like the other two quarterbacks, then you take him number one. 
I don't think you get cute with this thing and try to trade back and hope that whoever's guilting up to number one doesn't take your guy. I mean, we, we've seen what them getting cute does. We saw that last year. You got cute, and you missed on the opportunity to have C.J. Stroud. Yeah. You traded down with the Carolina Panthers, allowed them to move up. You doubled down on Justin Fields, and now you're a year later, you're going to trade Justin Fields. So, again, you can't justify the opportunity cost from last year. Why would you then go down a similar path with trading down and allowing Washington to get up there and get Caleb Williams or whoever they would want to take number one overall? That part of it just doesn't make any sense. What do you think of that? He's right. Mm-hmm. He, this guy will transform your organization. If Kirk Cousins and reportedly he's going to go back to Minnesota, if that's what happens, he goes there. You have the fourth best quarterback in the division currently. That's not up for debate. Mm -hmm. Can that change? More talent around Justin, whatever? Maybe. But Jordan Love, Jared Goff, and Kirk Cousins Mm -hmm. today are all better than Justin Fields. That's not debatable. So if you draft this kid and he transforms your organization, there is no price I would sell him for. None. Well, with this being the month of February, Cap, I would say Two that... Two African-American quarterbacks starting against each other in the Super Bowl for the first time, fittingly. Okay. February 12th is Abe Lincoln's birthday. Oh, Here we okay. go with the highlights. Just because I bring up February, you don't have to bring that up, Berman. For God's sakes, always coming in there with his beak and... Anyway, Fields has to be traded uh, by the end of February, short month. But Canty says that... Uh, Fields has to be traded by February. Before we hear from him, do you agree with that? I do not. I don't either. You trade him when the price is right and you're moving forward. Now, do I think Poles is going to hold this till draft day? No, I do not. So he says that it has to happen this month of February. General Manager Ryan Poles has to trade Justin Fields this month. I'm going to say it again. Ryan Poles from the Chicago Bears has to trade Justin Fields this month. Why? Because the combine starts on February 29th, and he has to find a way to maximize the return that he gets for Justin Fields. If he waits beyond February, then all of a sudden the chairs start getting filled up when it comes to teams that have vacancies or that we're anticipating having vacancies at the most important position in all of team sports. The quarterback, Justin Fields, undoubtedly will be a hot commodity. Matt Miller, who does scouting for us here at ESPN, said that down at the Senior Bowl, the thought was that Justin Fields will go for a second rounder in a day three pick, so somewhere between a fourth and a seventh rounder. In addition to that, there are rumors that the Atlanta Falcons want to potentially include Kyle Pitts in a package to bring Justin Fields to ATL. So there are a lot of things swirling around Justin Fields, but the one thing that we do know is the, the later you wait, the less market that you have for Justin Fields and it's simple supply and demand. If you don't have a robust market, you can't leverage other offers in order to get the best offer. So if you're GM Ryan Poles, you got to strike while the iron is hot. You got to strike before people like Russell Wilson, Kirk Cousins, Baker Mayfield, and Ryan Tannehill declare where they're going to go. And that's why he absolutely has to be traded before the end of February. When's the draft cap? The draft is the end of April. Now, here's the one thing I would say. I, I'm not saying you got to hold him. I just said to you, I don't believe he's going to hold him until the night of the draft. No. The problem is f- when free agency starts, the new league year, I believe that's March 13th. You mm-hmm. can shake and you check that date for me. I think I'm right. March 13th. And 
seats start getting filled, as to use Chris's term, all of a sudden Kirk Cousins goes to stunningly Atlanta. And this guy goes there. And this guy goes there. All of a sudden you're like, oh, we were going to trade Justin there. So once Ryan decides, all right, I'm doing this. I'm taking Caleb. Then he's going to make a move. Do I think he's trading him today? I don't. But I think he trades him before, maybe before the new league year. Yeah, which is, what you say, March 13th? I think it's March 13th. At 11 p.m. Central. You could start agreeing that he can sign two days later, but you'll start hearing, so-and-so's going there. Remember, like Julius Peppers, 1201. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's Lovey Smith, Jerry Angelo. We're out here on the corner. Let us in. What? Yeah, let us in. We're here. We took a private plane. That They, they did. It's March 10th is the first night. So you could sign, I believe. Shay just said in my ear, March 10. I thought it was the 13th, but whatever. You guys are going to start agreeing to deals. So you don't want to be left holding a quarterback going, really? You guys did that? We would have traded him to you. Well, you didn't move quick enough. Mm-hmm. 312-332-ESPN, 332-3776 is our phone number. Marcus in Minneapolis listening on the ESPN Chicago app on Cap and J. Hood. Good morning, Marcus. Hey, guys. Um, so I'll be honest, man. It's, it's been a while, and you guys have been the last couple of seconds you've been talking about fans um, saying what, what they want to happen and, and, and speaking with emotion. And I'll be honest, you guys have been doing that too. Uh, I, I've been trying to call in for a while now, and, and you guys are, are real big on, on Caleb Williams. The only person that I've heard really speak uh, just kind of non-emotional is Jay Moore. But you guys are fans, so I get that. So what, what I'm saying is I think you guys are listening to also listening to uh, scouts. Uh, I've heard you say it throughout time you're listening to scouts and everybody hype up Caleb Williams that he's generational and everything. And you use that for your argument. And I'm wondering if maybe you guys are too into it and if we don't draft Caleb Cap, you will be mad. You said you'll cheer for Justin Fields, but there will be a time period that you will be mad that they didn't that they didn't draft him. I'll be upset so if if Justin doesn't pan out to be good enough and I watch Caleb Williams in someone else's uniform and he is top 3 4 guy in the league. Yes, I absolutely okay. will be. Okay, Cap, you're telling me if if before Caleb Williams plays it down, if the Bears don't draft Caleb Williams, you telling me you won't be angry the next day. No, you I have be a, angry too. I have a life, I have a mortgage, I have kids, I have grandkids. No. I don't agree with the decision, but I'm going to, and I've said this 5,000 times, ride or die with Ryan Poles. I really like the dude. I've gotten to know the guy. I think he's really good at his job. And if he tells me, we're, we're sticking with Justin, I did my homework, I think it's the best thing, I might not agree, but I don't have access to all the homework he's doing. That dude is going to leave no stone unturned. So mad? No. At this point today, before he makes a decision, that's where I think he's going. Okay, I'll end my point with this, Dan. So earlier you said uh, Fields fans are – I'm in the middle, by the way. I do want to preference that. So earlier you said Fields fans use anything that's opinionated to to say, oh, this means we're going to keep Fields and trade the pick and everything. For instance, there's a a scenario – so earlier, I will say this. With the, the tweet that you guys just said that, that Caleb put out, mm-hmm. we do know Caleb knows what he's doing when he tweeted that today. He, he, I'm sure he hears the smoke that um, 
we're saying he's going to get traded to Washington now. He's going to get drafted. The Washington's going to trade for the first pick now because Queen, uh, Cliff is there. Caleb knows that. And, I I, I mean, I'm, I'm assuming, of course, this is me guessing. Mm-hmm. But I would assume Caleb knows. He hears the rumors. And he when, he when he's tweeting that tweet today, he knows that it's going to cause more controversy. And maybe he does want to go. I mean, maybe they're using Colin to – to get him to watch. They're not going to say we want to go to Washington. But Marcus, like he can't force his way out of Chicago. It can't I, I, happen if the Bears that. want him. I understand that, Cap. I, I get that 100%. But what I'm saying is if you, if you can create smoke to where maybe he can say, you know, maybe the Bears will see that I don't want to be there without me saying that they'll see that I don't want to come. Because he don't he doesn't want to look bad. I, this is, I, to me, like I said, I'm in the middle I'm, I'm cool with it if we draft them or if we go with Fields. I'm just saying we have to provide context on both sides. And the, and the context that I provide is no matter who the quarterback is, the Bears still have a lot more work to do. I know we're hyper-focused on what happens to Fields or if Williams is the quarterback, but my context is is that you got to be able to get a better offensive line and better offense, and it's got to be vertical. I mean, it's one thing to run the football, but you got to be able to do other things. And so, you know, like, Marcus, anything is possible – it's reasonable to think that Colin Cowherd could be a straw man for Caleb Williams in his argument. That very well could be, but I, I kind of think not because, uh, again, Cowherd considers himself like a USC insider, even outside this Caleb Williams situation. And what I would just say is, is that a lot of his thoughts is, is around opinion more so than facts. And I think that Sylvie and, and Jesse Rogers kind of and actually exposed Colin, but just kind of made him open up a little bit more. It's like, yeah, you know what? I had to walk some comments back. Yeah, yeah, because you you said it like Caleb Williams' dad or Caleb himself said, I don't want to be in Chicago, and which was not true. 312-332-3776 is our phone number. Marcus leaves the line open for you. Um, do the Bears need to trade Justin Fields now? You heard from Chris Canty about that. Also still to come, Cap, I found something from a site we need to go to more often, intelligent.com. How about that? Intelligent.com. Intelligent.com. Yep. Sounds like a good website to own. I'll tell you about it coming up next. And more of your thoughts on the Cap and J. Hood Morning Show. Here's today's headlines. Headlines with Cap and J. Hood. Tough news for the Chicago Bulls. Yes, they lost over the weekend. Zach Levine is out for the year. He's having surgery on his right foot. That ends his season and any hopes of trading him at the deadline. White Sox made two trades over the weekend. Gregory Santos is now with Seattle. Christian Mina with Arizona. Sox got some outfielders and a pitching prospect. Washington Commanders hired Cliff Kingsbury as their offensive coordinator. Kingsbury coached Caleb Williams at USC this past year. And Caleb is from the D.C. area as well as Luke Getze is the new offensive coordinator of the Las Vegas Raiders. Take that picture. Jay Moore. Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Twitch at ESPN 1000 Chicago. Cap and Jay Hood are back on Chicago's Home for Sports. ESPN Chicago. Let me tell you something real quick. Our friend Albert Breer, who will be with us tomorrow at 835. Do you know what he wrote this morning? Mm. Do you know how the... Washington Commanders contingent found out that Ben Johnson was pulling his name out. They were in the air on the private jet flying. They saw it on Twitter. A tweet. Wow. 
He put out a tweet that said, I'm pulling out of the search. Minutes later, a text from him popped in. Hey, I'm not going to do the interview. <laughs> yeah, we already did that. Twitter. How about a call? They were in the air. Couldn't call. So Cap. he texted them, and the text didn't come through until after they had seen his tweet. Like, why is he tweeting? <sighs> not smart. Wait a minute. In this day and age of technology, can't the call go through? I, I talk on the phone all the time when I fly. Yellow. No, you don't. How's it going, pal? Yep. Cap and Jay Hood. Absolutely. Cap's doing great. Yep. Yeah. Wow. Well, we're going to land here pretty soon. I'll talk to you soon. Take that. All right. Bye-bye. So long. Yeah. Talk on the phone all the time, don't you? Do you put your phone on airplane mode? Let's be truthful now. No. <laughs> I use the. I buy the in-flight Wi-Fi. They told you to put it on, on airplane mode. I'm on Wi-Fi. Yes. But you know how these airlines, they say you put it on Wi-Fi. Now, I never do that. Oh, I don't either. You but know. you don't get the cell. The cell's gone. It can't get anything. <laughs> Will the plane go down if you don't put it on airplane mode? No, like, yeah. because I've flown charters like you have. Yes. It's a free-for-all. <laughs> That's what I think, People too. People are still talking on the phone when it's rolling down the runway on the charters. <laughs> it's true. It's totally different. Uh, sidebar, may I approach? Yeah, brought to you by Enkin Law. 3126 million for the great Howard Enkin. Put that lawyer in your phone. You never know when you're going to need him. Sign my ball. Intelligent.com, Cap. Yep. You know, we, we talk often about some coaches that don't interview well. I remember back in the day. How come Bob Watson's not a manager in baseball? Well, he doesn't interview well. I don't know if you remember that. I do. It was a name. There's always names every year, like, how come so-and-so doesn't get a job? How come Eric is not a head coach? Well, he doesn't interview well. I don't know what that, that means. Ben Johnson, the same thing. We just talked about this recently. Johnson does not interview well, so he didn't get a head coaching job. There's other reasons why we believe. But how about this? Intelligent.com says employers on recent grads interviews. Ready for this? Uh Employers on recent grad interviews. 53% of recent grads that are trying to get their first job struggle with eye contact. That's a thing. You know why? Today's recent grads do not have enough human interaction to be able to look someone in the eye and be able to be forthright. Because everything's on a keyboard on their phone. Yeah. So when you don't have human interaction and then when, when push comes to shove and you're on the other side of the desk, you can't talk to the employer on the phone. You have to talk, have human interaction, face-to-face. Tell me about yourself. I'll text it to you. Right. <laughs> you can't do that, right? I just was reading that there's school districts now that are going to ban cell phones. You have to put it. It gets locked up. There's an emergency. You can come to the office, get your phone. At the end of the day, here's your phone back. No phones in school. That would cripple some people. That would be great. It would be great for youth. Ask for unreasonable compensation. That's 50%. Well, you can understand that, right? Again, that's Ben Johnson. Ask for unreasonable compensation. 50%. 47% of recent grads dressed inappropriately. So no suit and tie, no nice dress. What are they wearing? Dress inappropriately. Are you just got a you know, baggy pants and a shirt that's wide open, unbuttoned, T-shirt that says peace on it? What are they dressed as? I don't know. That wouldn't work for you for, no. for as a hardliner like you. You No, no, I'm not like that. You'd be surprised. There's no way you'd hire me the way I'm dressed today. No shot. What's your, what, V-neck, sh- V-neck black shirt and a, and a hoodie. What is the job that I'm interviewing you for? 
um, your um, the recap on YouTube. I would absolutely hire you. How about how about your assistant coach? No I, shot. I For would, your team, no shot. So I believe that, look, if you're going to be an attorney in my firm, yeah, you should dress like an attorney dresses. You're in a suit and tie. You don't go into court. There's a decorum in court. You have to dress a certain way. There's no way you'd hire me to be on your staff as a head coach dressed like this. There's no shot. Dressed like this? Is this guy serious about the job or not? I'm dressed like I'm, I'm coaching the forwards on your basketball team. Um, no shot. Cap? I'm not sure about that. You'd be surprised. I think like if, if you're interviewing somebody to be on the radio, dress like you're going to be on the radio. Don't, don't wear a suit and tie and you're going to be hosting morning drive radio talking sports. That's not how you're going to dress. It's mostly an audio medium. Now, yeah. do I think you should come in in workout shorts and a sweaty cutoff? No. There's, there's a, a way to do it. But if you came in in jeans and a sweater, I got no issues with you. How about this, brother? Employers on recent grads in interviews, 21% of them refused to turn on the camera during the virtual interview. Then you're out. You're not even getting... Turn the camera. Nope. <laughs> okay. You can click off now. You're eliminated. Jay Moore. I know a guy at WBBM that uh, wears a, shirt, a suit to work every day. He's on air. On radio? Yeah. yeah. Dave, a suit? Dave, yeah. Dave Kerner retired. Yeah. <laughs> love, Dave, love the governor, Dave Kerner. Dave Kerner. Like, who wears a suit to the... How old is the guy? Uh, it is uh, maybe 50s, but yeah, he wears a suit every day. Old school. I don't get it. Does he smoke in Studio 2, the ashtray there with the embers burning? Not sure. That, uh, probably so. <laughs> wow. Probably thin black tie. That's surprising <laughs> to me. Was it John Holtman? Tell me. Was it John Holtman? Yeah, what do you got? Can't say. Ah! <laughs> the the the, the uh, sidekick for Felicia Middlebrooks. Right. John, I wonder, did John Holtman wear a suit to work every day? Uh, and lastly, John Coughlin, News John Radio Coughlin. Sure. 780 WBBM. How about this one? This will get you. Mm-hmm. This will break you down. Employers on recent grads interviews, 19% brought a parent to the interview. What? Brought mom or dad to the interview. 19%. What? <laughs> Are you kidding me? Dude, I have a friend. I, t- I think I told you this story off the air. I have a friend. He's... He, he's when you work for him, he's intense now. Not going to demean you, but he's loud. Did you get that project? Why not? Girl started crying, and the mom called. You cannot raise your voice to my daughter. What? What are you doing calling here? Yeah. Cap, you can't bring your mom or dad to the interview. No. Especially if you're of age to be able to go into the workforce. 18, 19, 22, 23 out of college. If you came in interview and you brought your parent with you, you're out. Cap. Really? No, if if they're the ride and they're in the lobby, that's fine. But in the interview process, no shot. No shot. You brought mommy in because you can't handle it? He's a good boy. You really should hire him. He really needs a job. Really? I don't need mom to be my voice box. I can do it myself. Correct. Can you imagine Marshall Kaplan coming in? My son's a good kid. I'm just telling you. No shot. Big Bob Hood coming in. 
when I was, had a job at Courtesy Home Center on 95th and Stony. Yeah, you know what? You sh- he really should work for you because he's a good kid and he's got good grades. He just needs a break. I don't need him to speak for me. Correct. Are you are you kidding me? Mom and dad sitting there side by side in front of the employer? Out. Out. You're done. <laughs> I think that's insane, by the way. I think that's, that's insane. That's as insane as turn your camera on. Uh, no, I don't put my camera on. Okay, then you can click off. This interview's over. Thanks. Good luck to you. So I'm going to hire someone that's in the shadows, like like darkness, nothing. I got to see what you look like. I don't care how bad your dirty laundry is in the background. That's insane. Your, you know, your, your beer cans on the floor. That's fine. Why don't you go to the library if you don't like your home? Insane. What the hell? Can you believe that, Cap? Could you imagine? Say, for instance, I was going to be on your staff, basketball staff, mm-hmm. and I brought Dad in, Big Bob Hood, coming in. in, in, a, in a John chair next just to me. needs a break. He's really good with the guards. And Excuse me? Why is your dad here? <laughs> wow. The Cap and Jay Hood cut of the day is right around the corner on Chicago's Home for Sports. Chicago's home for sports, ESPN Chicago. Time now for the uh, Cap and J Hood cut of the day. That's brought to you by Chicago Cut Steakhouse, David Flom, Matt Moore's Dining Gem. It's on LaSalle on the north side of the Chicago River. It's awesome, as is Jay Moore. Yo. Yes, it's boring, but it's a sport. Oh! Whatever. It's not boring. Okay, then you're boring. All right, cut. Hey, what's up with Killer Mike being arrested? He gets, <laughs> Come on, it's a great okay. night for him. He gets arrested. Okay, wait, Come can on. I ask a question? Yeah. Like, I'm not the biggest music guy. We all know that. You know, everyone has a laugh at it. That's fine. How does Killer Mike get arrested and taken out in handcuffs? It's a, it's a hard ER, by yeah, the way. It's, it's, it's Killer. Ki- it's It's one of the few times you actually can use ER at the end. Oh, Go I ahead. thought it was Killer Mike. Oh, it's okay, Kevin. It's okay. We don't need to put the A on it. It's all right. It's okay, Kevin. You can use the ER in this spot. Okay. Go ahead. I just call him Michael Rendell. That's what's real. There you go. There I don't want to get in trouble now. Kill go. a Mike. Yeah, I heard Taylor bailed Kill a Mike out of jail. What is Killer Mike's real last name? What did you say the name? Michael Render. R-E-N-D-E-R. Okay. It's hard ER on the last name, too. All right, coming up next. No, it's Renda. <laughs> exactly. I love I love Shay off the top rope. It's okay, Cap. It's okay. You can that's, do it this time, buddy. It's okay. He's yelling. And that's all, folks. The Cap and J-Hood Cut of the Day. Or... It's brought to you by Chicago Cut Steakhouse. Try the Cajun ribeye. Thank me later. It's awesome. Mint Oreo ice cream pie for dessert is spectacular. Um, do you know what today is? Monday. World Nutella Day. World Nutella Day. Yes. Are you traveling on World Nutella Day? Your chocolate hazelnut spread should be put in your checked luggage unless you brought your emergency travel size container of 3.4 ounces or less. Remember, if you could pour it, smear it, or spread it, it counts as a liquid, says the TSA. I think I tasted Nutella once in Europe. There's a, I did not know this. We were walking. We hiked the Aeon Tower on Saturday, mm-hmm. 83 floors. There's a Nutella store right on Michigan Avenue, like at Lake. Did you know this? I did not. I, I've never gone in. Like, 
How do you have a store that just sells Nutella? That's an acquired taste. That's for sure. Had it once. Um, Peacock likes it. I don't like it as much. My daughter-in-law loves it. Puts it on crepes and all sorts of stuff. It's odd. Yeah. Shay, have you ever had Nutella? Of course. What do I live under a rock? Like, what do you, what do you put it on? What do you to- toast? What do you mean? Jay Moore, you like Nutella? It's all right. It's not like, this isn't like I'm writing home going, this thing's the greatest snack I've ever eaten. Okay, well, what would they have at a Nutella store? Like, I go into the Jewels yep. and I buy, you know, barbecue sauce. There isn't a barbecue sauce store. I don't like hazelnut, though, but it's okay. Yeah, I, it's like, I've had it. It's just, again, it's an acquired taste. It, it is that popular that it has its own store. I'm, I'm sure they have a lot of other things in there besides Nutella. But Nutella swag, T-shirts. Yeah, is that a thing? Maybe? I think it's a, it's a cafe, though, isn't it? Like, you go in and you order things I with Nutella. No, you could Nutella, Nutella Cafe Chicago. So is it kind of like, Shay, like you can get yourself some coffee or some hot chocolate beverages? I, maybe. I've never been in there. Yeah. But I imagine it's all, like, specialty orders that include Nutella. I like Nutella. Nutella's good. I think we have some on the shelf. I just don't. Okay, you can get crepes with Nutella. Oh, that's a fantastic crepe. Flaky croissants with n- filled with Nutella. Yep. Mm-hmm. Croissant French toast with Nutella on it. You can get a grilled baguette with Nutella all over it and toasted hazelnuts sprinkled on. Brought to you by Tyson Bajan. A, a creme brulee topped with Nutella and hazelnuts. They've got overnight oats that you can take home with Nutella. A Greek yogurt with Nutella. They got some good stuff. Sounds like we need to have a date with Nutella. Yeah. Can't be that healthy, but it sounds delicious. <laughs> Today also is National Shower with a Friend Day. Who have you showered with lately? That was a friend. Who have I showered with that's a friend? Well, my wife. But, yeah, she's my friend, but she's my wife. Yeah, so not the same. I haven't showered with anybody else. Shower with a friend day. Never heard of it. That's silly. <laughs> I mean, that's... <laughs> that's silly. Never heard Sh- of it. You and Sylvie should shower together today. So shower with a friend day. Pass me the soap. Oh, yeah. No. <laughs> I like natural. I like zest. So Sylvie and I are in a good place. But we're yeah, not showering. That's why you're friends. We're not showering together. I think you should consummate the relationship by showering together on National Shower with a Friend Day. Thursday, you guys have Sylvie here on the show. Don't drop the soap tap. I'm, I'm on the afternoon with Waddle on Thursday. Awesome. We thank you for listening. You call again a big part of the program here on ESPN 1000. Our thanks to you for listening. Our thanks to Jay Moore and Chair on the other side of the glass. This portion of Captain Jay Hood brought to you by Zest. All right. It should be a good social media video. <laughs> Captain <laughs> Sylvie Shower together. Filmed by Eric. <laughs> All right. Here, here we go. go. Little shower. Little bubbly. Here we go, guys. So long, everybody. See you tomorrow. Take that. From Chicago. Right? <laughs>